collection of oyster shells? I have in this rattan basket. What is a rattan? What's rattan? It's like boko rattan? woven wicker. No, boko rattan is, I think, my favorite football club. No, it was one of our previous sponsors, Boko Haram. Anyways, you guys probably, you at home, you hear our voice and you think, who is this? Who am I listening to? Well, listening <laughs> there's to- Jack, but who's this other guy? Yeah, it's me, Jack Piss. <laughs> That's what they're thinking. <laughs> yeah, who's this mystery handsome voice? Who's this guy who am coming I, in? Who am I hearing? Well, you're well, hearing the dulcet tones of Jim Dick. Jim Dick. Jim Dick is my, I don't know how to put it. He's my muse. We go to the same Denny's. And he used to sit at the booth across from me. And boy, now yeah. he sits across from me in the booth, in the same booth. That's right, I do. And you remember each day I started getting closer to you. We were at different ends, ends and then we saw each other. We'd, I would catch him looking up over the, over the top of the booth. And well, I mean, to I'm, be, I'm very tall. To be so, fair, you sat in your car for a week first. You didn't come in. Well, yeah, I had to. I sat in my car and I watched. Yeah. And then I had to work up the courage to get into the store. Yeah. The Denny's store where they sell the beef. And then I'm never been had sure, to be sure why you refer to the Denny's as the Denny's store where they sell where they sell the beef. They do other stuff too, man. They do slap flapjacks, grand slams, scrambled eggs. They sell beef there though, right? Yeah. But you can't just order beef. That's, that's oh, you can beside the you point. You can, and I do. Yeah, I know it's true, but that's. I feel like that's because the waitress knows me, and she's just willing to sort of deal with your. It doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. Uh, but okay. I feel like I ordered beef for you, and now it makes a lot more sense why you're really awkward about it. I mean, I like beef as much as the next red-blooded man. You know what I'm saying? But uh, I don't just. I don't eat just ground beef. Do you want to tell them what, what tell the audience? Because, I mean, this is an audio podcast, so it's a little difficult to show them why I struck you as the perfect muse. Uh, yeah. Because when he walks around, he goes click, clack, click, clack, clack. He's got terrible arthritis, and he seems tall, and he has ex- maybe he has extra bones. It's like listening to a bag full of freaking castanets rattle down right. an escalator every time you're walking with this guy. And I have no eyes. Yeah, which is nice because I find eye contact threatening. I consider myself an alpha, but I comport myself like a beta. It's conflicting. Right. My psychiatrist calls it cognitive dissonance, and I call her mom, which makes her uncomfortable. So I hear with my hands. I see with my hands. uh, I do most of my living through my hands. Yeah. Do you also eat with your hands? Because I never actually see you put any of that beef in your mouth. You kind of just smish it between, squish it between. Well, I smish it in my hands. I grab it all in one go, and then I smish it in my hands. And then if you look closely, when I open them, some of it's gone. I think it's just falling on your lap and on the floor, but, (laughs) you know. Anyways, you got great ideas. And I think it's about oh, time nice. you come on this Hell show. Yeah. And other people 
enjoy those ideas? How come I'm the only one who gets to sit across from you and watch you crush beef between your hands and tell me all these great ideas that you have for new Marvel movies and stuff? You should be a millionaire. Who wants to? Who wants to be a Thanks, millionaire? Thanks, man. Who wants to be a millionaire? Oh, me. Pick me. Pick <laughs> me. I do. God, he's raising his hands. He's raising his hands so high that they're being hit by the ceiling fan. And I got 16-foot ceilings. My hand really hurts. Which one? The one in the ceiling fan. Oh, pull it down. Okay. Sorry. Jesus, Murphy. Well, listen. You want to get into your script? Uh, we've rambled Do long I enough. ever... See, in, superheroes are very important to the disabled community. People like me who have the disabilities that I do. Like Alzheimer's? No. <laughs> Not that bad? Not that bad. We don't want the diseases that people actually will start to think about and then make them feel sad about, you know? No, what is this, goodwill hunting? Good luck hunting. <laughs> good luck hunting If when you got Alzheimer's. More like good luck deer hunting with Parkinson's featuring Christopher Walken, Will Smith. Do you want, would you like to do so, a little bit of uh, good luck deer hunting with Parkinson's? No. Featuring Michael J. Fox, Christopher Walken, Will Smith, the whole gang. The whole gang's there from the first one. All right, listen, we can... No, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> Can't do this. <laughs> Sorry. Look, in respect for Ferris Bueller, we're not going to do it. Oh, wait, no, that was Matthew Broderick. Still, though. Still, though, in, re in respect for Ferris Bueller, we're not going to do this movie. In respect for humanity, we're not going to do this movie. Yeah. Uh... Well, do you want to do? Do you want to hear my uh, uh, my superhero movie? Oh, good God! The real people, absolutely. Okay, so I want you to name your favorite superheroes to me. Uh, Harriet Tubman. Mm-hmm. Uh, Randy Bachman. Right. Uh, and. She-Hulk. And She-Hulk. Actually, hold on. She-Hulk and... Oh. And last but not least, uh, who's the, who's the hunter lady from Spider-Man? Who's the hunter lady from Spider-Man? Yeah, uh, we didn't have uh, sound on my TV when I was growing up. I'm not sure what Queen she's called. Queen Goblin? Yes. That's it. Queen Goblin. Well, this this is the Queen Goblin. Great. Right, and we want to show that uh, women can be despicable too. We've seen a lot that Wonder Woman's amazing. People are, women are amazing. Yeah, yeah. We know that. Everybody knows uh, that. Right, so this is really... Uh, a nice look at how women can be snakes and break your heart. And what was really neat about this one, we really wanted to do something neat. Look at this as a project in terms of feminism. So of course we decided we would have uh, it written entirely by all white males, all yeah. white straight males, who all have very poor relationships with their wives and family. We figure 
who best to know what it's like being a woman than the guys who write about everything? I think it was really big of you also to take my note and to have the main character be Vince Neil. <laughs> well, uh, you know what? Vince Neil is really inspiring to all of us that he can still keep the level of quality he has throughout, all the, throughout <laughs> all of the years. You know, he brought this operatic voice to Motley Crue, this very breathy, airy voice, and now it's a very out-of-breathy, full of airy voice. But it's, it's incredible. Raw. It's real. You know what I mean? It's Vince real. Neil. You want to see the real thing? That's the real Vince. Yeah. That's who you get. Yeah. So that's the thing we really, I mean, he is attached to the project already. He did like it. He had to write a bit of it. All of his dialogue was actually done by him. It's true. Uh, we had to. His lawyers it. came and they said in no uncertain terms that we weren't allowed to write his dialogue. No uncertain terms. They, they let us know. Uh, and it was, it was a little bit threatening. His lawyers came in the middle of the night. Yeah. Uh, they were wearing sunglasses and earpieces. Pe they came through my window. One of them. I don't know if it was the same for you. Yeah. Well, one of them grabbed me by my penis. Yeah. And he said, "Here's." He said, "I'm the one that I'm the one to call Doctor Feelgood." <laughs> oh. <laughs> That's terrifying. How much is Vince paying them? You know what I mean? All right. To even have to say the lines from the songs. Did he sing it? Did he go like, I'm the one to call Dr. Fielder? No, he said it like he was going to say, I'm the one who knocks. He said it with a kind of a Brian Cranston growl. It was terrifying. Oh, I'm the one who knocks Dr. Fielder. <laughs> <laughs> kind of. Yeah. Okay. Well, I mean, hey, <laughs> if when you're dealing with Vince... That's the price you're going to pay. When you're dealing with creatives, it's like Stanley Kubrick and stuff, right? When he filmed the fake moon landing, he had to get it just right. He wanted everything to be just right. Yeah. Just so. It's a small price to pay, you know. I have a stranger come into my house and get a death grip on my pe peener. Tell me he's Dr. Feelgood. And it looked like a... Oh, like a wrinkled toothpaste tube that had been squeezed in the center. Yeah, yeah it looked like Indian. someone tried to give an arm and hammer tube an Indian sunburn. It but looked like when I smushed my hands, I smushed the beef with my hands. And after I crushed the beef in it, that's what it looked like to me. It looked like I'd taken know, that beef and I put it on there. How do you know what anything looks like? You don't have eyes. Shush. Let me put my hand on your mouth. Allah. There we go. Hey. Took my gold filling out. <laughs> you want to know how I did that? You pulled on it really hard. <laughs> yeah, it's a tooth. Ow. That's anyway, like, can we read the script, Jack, please? Yeah, absolutely. Can we read my script? Please go ahead. Go ahead. With no, with no, no, do, no delay. So we've got Vince Neil is playing the new superhero. Eh? About, right on. and this is about women. Oh, yeah. I remember now. Great. Exterior. Elementary school. Beautiful music plays as children swarm into the school. Uh, parents, suburban mums are dropping off their children. Bye-bye, sweetie. Have a good day at school. And then 
from down the street, we heard rock and roll music coming out heavy and hard from the rockmobile. And here comes Vince Neil on a old uh, car he bought from the Mad Max. And it's blast and crazy good tunes. And he drops his daughter off. And uh, he says, hey, baby, you got to go and you have, have a good day at school. Okay, Dad, just remember that I've got uh, volleyball after school, so just be here at uh, 6.30, okay? Oh, of course, baby. I wouldn't miss it for the world. Thanks, Dad. Uh, please don't drink today. Vince Neil floors it, and some bottles fly out the back of his car Aww. as he takes off leaving his daughter. Well, I only count two Jack Daniels bottles. That's not bad. I cleaned it out yesterday, so... Uh, well... Uh, <laughs> so, uh, cut to uh, Vince Neil driving into Motley Crue's secret headquarters. Girls, girls, girls! Uh... Around the table, everyone's listening to Nikki Six uh, debrief them about what's happening in the rock and roll arena today. Today, we're going to have as many California girls as possible in the arena, showing as much side boob as possible. We're doing a live stream event for the survivors of 9 11. It's called Side Boom for 9 11. And we're going to be playing at it. Aren't you boys honored? Hey, I don't, I don't know about this. I mean, I, see, the thing to me is that I don't, I got to pick my daughter up. I can't do that. Vince, take that hot dog out of your mouth just for one second and listen to me. You got hot dogs in your ears too? We got to play this to show our respect for the first responders of 9-11. Or do you hate them? Yeah, said Tommy Lee. Do you hate them or have you got my big hot dog in your ear? Hey, guys, come on. Listen, I love my daughter. I love her. I'll come with you, but could I just take a break at 6.30 see my daughter? You've been pulling this shit ever since you... Ever since he was born. Ever since that fucking loser was born. What's it going to be, Vince? Your fucking flesh and blood daughter, Ermotley Crew. <laughs> there must be some way to, to deal with this. And then from out of his sleeping chamber, out from this pod, steam rises and Mick Mars gets out this hunched dilapidated figure uh, face drooping off clearly 70 years older than the rest of the band there is one way oh you smell like fucking sardines and mold McMars but nice to see you how are you I'm fine <laughs> I feel <laughs> I feel like a roadie's backflab. 
<laughs> He's cool. <laughs> really cool. Thank you for being sort of the father figure of our band. <laughs> I love your old-timey musical music industry idioms. All right. There's one way that we should deal with. We could, everybody can be happy. We can play a show for 9-11. And Vince I'm can listening. see his daughter. Yeah, okay, I'm open. Open an inside dance. <laughs> now, <laughs> Jack, I'm sure you're wondering for a... <laughs> For a superhero movie about that's really uh, focusing on women, it's really mostly about Molly <laughs> Crew. <laughs> Probably one of Vince the most really misogynistic <laughs> fans in the world. Fitz really used his dialogue to steer this movie in a different direction. <laughs> he really t- look. He really took over, guys. I got to be honest with you. He really took over. We kind of had to write the rest of the script around his dialogue. It's no good. It's Maybe a real problem. Let's jump. Uh, let's jump ahead to uh, the the scene where they're backstage and it's six twenty, uh, but they're running late for the event now for the volleyball event. Okay. Cool. Great. Vince, have you warmed up your vocal cords, dude? Have you done a couple? push-ups and chin-ups i don't want to have any of this out of breath shit in the middle of uh dr feel good again hey man if uh you think mike tyson that worked out before every fight still need to he's a king i'm the king of rock and roll stop eating cigarettes why don't you have some of this the celery sticks and carrots that they leave out for us I'm good, says Vince Neal as he rolls around in the mud uh, bath that they've made for him. That's on the rider. Vince, I thought that was for the girls, man. And Vince, Vince, Vince. <laughs> Vince, you better not be doing that during the show. It's don't do that shit during the show. Don't change the lyrics during the show, Vince. I'm laughing now, but it's not funny. Get it out of your system now. Don't do that when we're on stage. I'm serious. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Flying through the streets of downtown LA, through Skid Row, to they arrive at, to an accident that's in, in the way. Cut to volleyball stage. The daughter, Vince Neal, Jessica Neal is standing on the volleyball stage, looking out, seeing all the parents looking expectantly, reading the programs, the volleyball programs, uh, expectantly looking at their child, and Vince is nowhere to be seen. Where's my washed-up capybara of a dad? Uh, he's not going to see me do, see me bump and smash. She glances over to the chair in the front row that has a reserved sign on it. It's her dad's very own personal slime chair. It looks painful and wet. Ah, oh, fuck. He got someone to get a slime chair for him. That's so embarrassing. 
Well, I guess if he doesn't show up to see my volleyball routine, then maybe he'll spare me the embarrassment of being here in front of the whole school. Th hey, this isn't so bad. Hey, Jessica Neal, looks like your dad's not showing up after all. Your <laughs> yeah. little rotund potato sack father with lumps all over his body isn't even going to be here to watch you play the most important volleyball game of your life. Uh, yeah, uh-huh. I guess he's dead or something. Uh-huh. <laughs> you wish. Cut to Vince Neal drying off. Wind air drying on the back of the uh, Motley Mobile as the mud flies off of him. Drink me in and away. Vince, there's a bridge coming up. What? The bridge? Just as that happens, a great wind comes and topples the glorious Vince Neal as he falls off the bridge into the San Francisco Bay. Ah, uh, oh, it looks like we're down a lead singer, dudes. No, not again. Some children run along the beach. Hey, Johnny, look, what's that? I think it's a beached whale. No, dude, that's, that's, that's a corpse. That's a human what? corpse. Trust me, dude, I see the, I used to see them all the time. Oh, back at your dad's place. Yeah, dude. Well, my dad, the, John the, Wayne Gacy. Yeah. <laughs> I know who your dad is. Just call me John Wayne Gacy. It sounds more like my dad's okay. name. That's why the I wear a clown and I stuff my pants with a pillow. The children proceed to poke the body of Vince Neal. No, dude, use this. I use my taser. Oh my god, it's Vince Neal. Vince Neal jumps up and then scrambles on all fours up the beach, up the stairs, back to the Gold Gate Bridge and shoots off after the Motley Crew car as fast as he can. I'm coming, Jessica. Jessica sits uh, at the volleyball stage uh, and the uh, coach comes up and she says, all right, you ready? It's your scene next. You're up next, Jessica. Wait. Uh, she sees Jessica's eyes are on the fall to the, the slime chair, the empty slime chair. Oh. Hey, it's okay that he's not here. He still loves you very much. Then how come he missed my birthday because he was passed out in a payphone booth? Jessica, that was the beginning of the movie. Huh? You see, at the end here, you're going to have to get over it because he'll be different. Oh, Okay. Just then, uh, the Motley Mobile slams through the the school and comes to a stop, a screech. Th that's well, not a terrorist attacker. It's my dad and his bandmates, Uncle Tommy. Uncle Tommy gets out of the vehicle. Hey, Jessica. Uncle Tommy, oh. you 
haven't you don't look a day over 39 <laughs> i never have hey nikki six walks out your fucking dad has something he needs to say to you jessica by the way how's your mom from the back exhaust tube comes the wretched form of Mick Mars. He spills out like hexes from Fern Gully. <laughs> right. Dripping Uncle this Mick, evil Uncle hard Mick. rock goo. Hello, Jessica. Have you brought me black licorice candies and all sorts? He hands her a bone. Oh, this is a human bone. Uncle Mick. I can always he, tell. He goes to pat her on the head, but by the time... Oh, you're melting my her, hair. Her hair has melted. <laughs> <laughs> Jessica looks around, but Vince is nowhere to be seen. But where's my fat fuck dad? Where's my dad who looks like a big clear garbage bag full of mayonnaise? <laughs> well, we... We lost that big jug of mayonnaise, that little hamster filled with snot on the oh. Golden Gate Bridge. You mean I'm he's sorry, just finally dead? <laughs> Can be heard from the distance. Yeah. Boom! In through the wall comes Vince Neal on all fours, scrambling like a lizard as fast as possible, leaving streaks behind him as slime from his gut to help lubricate his journey as he pushes himself across this barren world. And there, Jessica's eyes light up. Hey, baby, volleyball my heart! Aw, oh, Dad! I've never been this happy! Watch this! <laughs> Jessica whiffs it entirely. The Motley Cruise starts to play a song. What? Tommy? Mick? We just want to thank... We just want to thank all the kids of Tunderson Elementary, and we want to especially thank all the first responders of 9-11. We also want to thank the second and third responders to 9-11. And we want to thank everyone who's investigating Tower 5. And we want to thank ISIS. Guys, I can't believe you did this. You didn't tell me that the gig was my daughter's volleyball performance. Well, Vince, happy birthday. (laughs) We did this for you. Vince excretes in glee and slides up into his slime chair, uh, which he gets stuck to. Okay. It cakes himself on. Uh, This is pretty good. I I, I hadn't read this far into it. Uh, Vince really... I don't know why he's doing this. I don't know why he's doing this. Why is he doing this to about? himself? Well, he's kind of doing like like an ice cube move. You know what I mean? He's moving from the hard rock into a more family-oriented picture. Oh, like Flubber.
So what do you what do you think, Jack? I mean, I, it sort of doesn't matter what I think at this point. This is Vince's thing, uh, but I think there's some well, great moments in there. It's not, I really love. It's not what, really Vince's thing. It's still very much mine. I think you can see the female empowerment that I'm going for in this. I think you can see a lot of the original still shining through. Can't you? I can see a lot of you and Mick Mars. That's if that's what you're asking. You saw me and Mick Mars. Yeah, sort of the way he's tall, kind of looks like he sort of fell out of a coffin. Um, at one point, he oozes out of an exhaust pipe. Yeah, I've seen drip slime like in. Okay. Yeah, I mean, they said right what you know, so I did. They did say that. Well, you're pretty. Yeah, bu- yeah you can pretty much always bet that you're gonna get some, some awful, some gross, but something with real heart. And that's yeah, it's gonna be you know gross, but it's gonna be good. Yeah, I couldn't find better words to describe what we do here at the writer's room. Something awful, something gross, but something with a lot right. of heart. It's been a pleasure having you. Thank you. Thank you so much. It's been a pleasure being your muse. I'll see you at Denny's on Wednesday. See you at Denny's. This is yeah. the writer's room. Don't forget to write. That's right. After Y2K erased most child labor laws in Canada, Ding Dong High is known as the action park of kids' television shows. Infamous for accidents and deaths both on and off set, Ding Dong High left many damaged child stars in its wake, two of which are hosting a brand new podcast, Ding Dong Watch Along. Learn the true story of Ding Dong High. Subscribe to Ding Dong Watch Along now.